It's time for the Red Hawk Report on 102.1 FM KXSU. And now, here's your host, Russell Brown. Red Hawk Nation, man, it feels good to be back in studio here on KXSU, Seattle student-run radio station. This is the Red Hawk Report. The Red Hawk Report is brought to you by The Honey Hole, located across the street from Championship Field. Honey Hole is home to the best sandwiches in town. And Red Hawk fans, remember to bring your game ticket from any home sporting event to receive 15% off your order. And it's also a good day because I get to welcome back in my main man, my brother from another, the Globetrotter himself, straight out of Germany, straight out of everywhere, Maz Vita Marieri. Maz, how you doing? Hey, glad to be back in the confines of the, the studio, if you will. Hey, I got a question for you. Oh, Okay, I might have an answer. If this is student-run, does that mean we're students? Yeah, you know, something like, I don't know, we're youthful. Yeah, on a good day. <laughs> but uh, And I will continue on the, on that note because if we're students, then we should sashay over the honey hole yeah. and get a couple sandwiches. I agree. We talk about every time going to get some honey hole sandwiches, but we never do. So hopefully one of these days we will follow through and get hooked up over at Honey Hole. Um, but Maz, man, how you been? You were in Germany with the Seahawks. You just got accredited what, for the Super Bowl. You're going down to the Alamo Bowl. You're, you know, look at you, man. Just everywhere man it's been it's been busy you know yeah, what i mean yeah. it's been a busy winter for uh and uh it is winter yeah and it so, is yeah it's uh germany was fun with the seahawks and kind of uh you know the nfl does their thing they did a good job there uh the event was really good the game not so much but uh so so we got to fc bayern munich there yeah, the, yeah. You know, that's where they they practiced so we got to see that Kind of, I know we've got some, uh, you know, Red Hawk Nation is deep into soccer. Oh, yeah, so that might, definitely. you know, kind of. Like uh, I said, Germany's one of the top listening countries to the Red Hawk Report. So. Oh, really? Yeah, you were just expanding the brand of the Red Hawk Report. Oh, you're, absolutely. You're on a mission. We sent you out there. You know? I did have my SU lanyard. I you know what you. I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're spreading the word. You're spreading the so, word out there uh, in Germany. I was representing. You know, I love yeah. that I represent. But so. uh, you made some other stops outside of Germany, right? You went around I did. I did. Where, where else did you get in the Took the train over to uh, to. Paris, okay, and spent about four, okay. yeah, four or five Paris, uh, four days there, and uh, I got to tell y'all, I know we'll probably have some students from there, you know, which is a global university, but uh, what a great country! I mean, yeah. you know, just into. Have, have you been there? Not yet, no. Okay, no. okay, all right, but uh, I thought you might have taken, you know, your hey, better half maybe, there, maybe one day. Yeah, lot just, just, just the culture, richful culture. Uh, the museums that are there. It's just so vibrant. And, you know, that we talk about transportation. The, man, the transportation was nice. It was yeah, real I've simple. heard America's a little behind in the European Just a little bit, you know. But but I'll take D.C. and New York, right? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, no knock on the uh, hey, West the, Coast. The light rail's coming <laughs> It's coming along. Don't it's worry. No, 2055, <laughs> it'll link all the way through. Uh, but, no, no, the recent plans, I... Plan on going to Norway for my thirtieth birthday. So, that oh wow, will be, yeah, that will be fun. Go see family. Okay, out okay. there in the the motherland, as you may say, and uh, go see all those things. Are just a little under two years away, so that's big plans. But uh, Paris, France is on the list. Germany is a big one. Um, so, 
It's exciting that you got to be there. Absolutely. Glad you're back in the studio. Thank Obviously, you. lots happened since you've been here. We missed you. No, you know, no. It's not the Red Aqua Report without my other half. So, uh, speaking of Thank actual you. sports and not just uh, travel, uh, men's basketball continues to win. We'll talk about that on today's show. Women's basketball. Still looking for their first win. It's been a struggle to start the season. We'll kind of break down uh, the latest game they had. Two new inductees into the Red Hawk Hall of Fame. We'll break down both of those. Red Hawks continue. They had a huge, huge performance. I'll just say that in the pool. So we'll talk about all the record-setting moments at the Husky Invitational there for the Red Hawks. And then, of course, Mr. Birthday Boy joins us um, as we have Shea Riley on the show Mm. as our featured interview after they came off that uh, big win. Don't give too much away, but after that big win. So uh, a lot going on in today's show. We'll take a quick break. Come back and break down the week behind us. Listen to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station, 102.1 FM, KXSU. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Kells Irish Pub and Brewery is a proud supporter of Red Hawk Athletics. Kells brings the traditions and culture of the Glens of Antrim to Seattle and offers a truly authentic Irish experience. More information at kellsirish.com. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Ethan Stoll Restaurants are proud supporters of Seattle U Athletics. Ethan Stoll Restaurants are about simple recipes and rich flavors. Locally sourced, fresh ingredients married with unfussy, attentive service. More information at ethanstollrestaurants.com. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Eric Skubal, pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report. And welcome back into the Red Hawk Report here on Capitol Hill on the beautiful campus of Seattle University. Finals are finished up. It's a little light around here, but of course that means the return of Maz when parking starts to become better. It was easy. nice, kind of swoof right in there. In you fact, right across the street. Right across the street. Right the yeah. You can see the whip right out the window. Uh, <laughs> but no, again, it's good to have Moz back in studio. Good episode here on the Red Hawk Report. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are, whether you're, uh, you're currently listening to us on air on 102.1 FM or one of our many streaming platforms in the podcast form. We think, thank and appreciate you tuning in. But uh, let's look at the week behind us. Uh, it's time for the Red Hawk Recap. And we'll start off with Swim. It's a lengthy one, so buckle in, folks, because, man, they they did a great job in the pool at the Husky Invitational over in Federal Way. Have you been to that? The what, I always forget the name of the, 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 uh, the, the Olympic. King County Aquatic Center. Yeah, the beautiful, beautiful facility there. I believe High School State is held there as well. It's a, it's, it's a, uh, right. it's a worldwide. No, they, yeah, it's, a, it's they like an Olympic. Amazing, yeah, it's, it's, it's a Olympic. beautiful. It's a beautiful facility over there. As the Red Hawks went over there and uh, three day event, battling other schools as well, and uh, well, it was a it was a great one. So we're gonna break it down into three days. The three days they were there. Day one, uh, Michael Luna, Nicholas Imig, Cole Lanting, and Connor Beringer took first place in the two hundred free relay. 
as they would clock in at a time of 121.92. That effort is now the fourth fastest in SU history. Ding, there's one right here. Let me let me mark down how many records were broken here. All right, let me get a little check mark. Ding. All right, next one. Sarah Cook and Maggie Robin both had historic performances in the 200 individual medley final. Cook with a time of 204.29 and Robin with a 204, uh, excuse me, 205.24. Cook is now the second all-time in SU history, and Robin comes in at fourth. So I'm going to give that two more, right? One each for uh, Cook and Robin. Cole Lanting, as we mentioned before, on that team in the 200 free relay, would have a stellar performance in the 200 individual as well, individual medley. Uh, Lanting would take first overall in the race, finishing with a time of 149.21. The effort from Lanting places him second all-time, ding, in SU history, and he is only one-tenth of a second away from the school record held by Jacob Jakarik. So that's, again, beautiful. Nicholas Emig, also part of that original relay team, also had a strong performance in the 50 free. Emig would take the win, clocking in a time of 2025 in the finals. In the prelims of the 50 free, Emig swam, swam a time of 2012, and his time in the prelims ties him for second all-time in SU history, tying him with now assistant coach Greg Raper. Wow. So that's another one. So day one alone, five. All right, cool. Day two, we move on. Continued, still in federal way, still at the Husky Invitational. Sarah Cook, formerly mentioned, continued her streak of impressive performances from day one of the meet as she would take third in the 100 breast in a time of 103.72. Cook then moves up to fourth all-time in SU history in the 100 breast as she was originally sixth all-time. So she improved herself. She's outdoing herself there. You know, was that your greatest adversaries yourself or whatever that you're competing quote, for, you know against yourself I'm not the uh <laughs> Confucius or whatever I don't have the deepest anyway on the men's side Eric uh Thamir had a great race in the hundred fly Thamir clocked in a time of 4873 to play second in the meet and moves him to fifth all-time in SU history in the event in the hundred breast Jackson Gonzalez and Nicholas Emig finished in second and third place respectively Gonzalez finished the race in 56-13, while Emig would finish in 56-44. Gonzalez now holds, excuse me, Gonzalez now holds the fifth fastest time in the event in SU history, and Emig also cracks into the top 10 list as he now holds the ninth fastest time in SU history. I think that's two more dings. Those <laughs> in track, and I'm reading it. Not in, bad. Not ends day not bad. two. That's just day two. We got one more day. All right, day three. The Red Hawks kicked off day three of the meet by continuing their dominance in the relay events. In the first event of the day, the 400 free relay, both men's and women's teams came away with multiple top finishes. For the women, the team of Sammy Mosier, Lydia Ginson, and Maggie Robin, and Sarah Cook took second in their race, clocking in a time of 3.33.12. On the men's side, the quartet of Nicholas Emick, Cole Lanting, Connor Berenger, and Michael Luna placed first with a time of 3.03.59. So, again, great way to close it out. But uh, here's uh, Joe Dykstra. This is a quote from him. I couldn't be more proud of this team, said Joe. Their excitement and enthusiasm to be the cohesive team and elevate the program was off the charts. On the results side, we broke a school record, have tons of new uh, personal bests, and all-time top 10 performances. This was a great checkpoint on the progress and success we've had throughout the year. 
Everyone is excited to put in the necessary work over the next couple months to really have a lot of success at the end of the year. And this is, of course, first year in charge for Joe. And oh, on paper, uh, Boz, I finished with uh, eight. I believe it was more. I think I lost tally in there, but uh, well, at some point, you know, how many fingers can you? Uh... Yeah. Uh, how many towels can you get? How many fingers do you have on your hand? Either way, congratulations to men's and women's and swim as a collective. Beautiful job representing the school out there in the pool. But uh, that's another sport. My mom actually grew up swimming, so I have a great admiration for that sport. Grew up, you know, thinking Michael Phelps in his heyday. So it's there's a lot of great reasons why I think. My generation or even your generation love the pool and, you know, the athletes that really come out of it. Well, now, you know, the to be a swimmer, all, each each sport, right, and especially each sport has its own individual commitment, determination that you have to do. And some sports, right, the idea of practice is so that the game is less. So if you think about that, that's why cross-country runners – and also track, and especially swimmers, right? They get more reps in practice because the games or the yep. meets are that much. So, I mean, it, it, it's not out of the question to hear swimmers that will, you know, at the pool at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., yep. you know what I mean? And and you have to have that precise balance like gymnasts in terms of you have to have strength, speed, and stamina. Yep. And you're always working on all those three things. So, uh I mean, it to be an athlete is to be an athlete, but those Olympic sports, or uh, especially swimming, takes quite a bit. A hundred percent. So again, congratulations to Do- Joe Dykstra and the entire swim program there. Big round of applause, especially at the Husky Invitational. Always means a little bit more going against the dogs. January seventh is uh, that's when uh, they're back. They host Pacific Lutheran in the Red Hawk Center. Boom! The Look at you! Week. Look at you looking yeah. ahead. I like yeah. it. Just, I like uh, it. Uh, you know, so when you y'all for come the show back, today. I'm proud of you. Look yeah, at you. I did you, a little you didn't come back rusty at all. <laughs> no, <I like> <laughs> um, here's something that you're gonna love: two new inductees into the Red Hawk Hall of Fame. Yes, both football players, football players. Steffi Rodoya. Soccer. World Cup. You know, they're all America keeps chanting. It's called soccer. It's called whatever. It's a great sport. Stephanie Verdoya, who we finally convinced to get into the booth with the Andrew yes, Harvey. Yes, yes, yes. She's inducted, and Kyle Bjornathan. Of mid soccer, both were named to the Red Hawk Hall of Fame. They'll be formally in, uh, introduced and honored on Friday, February 10th of 2023. Can't believe that's that close. As part of the 36th annual Seattle U Alumni Awards. So, wow. Not wow. a lot of people make it in it. Obviously, just two from this class. Amazing accomplishment. Both are well deserving. So, let's list out their accomplishments. Verdoya, in her career, 51 goals and 30 assists while leading the Red Hawks to back to back Western Athletic Conference regular season and tournament championships in 2013 and 14. Both of those marks, 51 goals and 30 assists, have her well in first place all time in this historic program. The 2014 season was capped by a second straight NCAA tournament appearance in the program's first Division I tournament win, a 2-1 overtime victory at Pac-12 member Washington State. So he beat in-state rival the Cougs. Right. Big time. She led that. A 2015 NCAA Woman of the Year Top 30 candidate Coach Wooden Citizenship Cup, uh, Citizenship Cup uh, semifinalist and Seattle Sports Commission Female Sports Star of the Year. Vodoya went on to become the first Seattle student athlete from a women's team to be drafted by a United States Pro League. First woman from Seattle University from a women's team to be drafted by a United States Pro League. 
when she was drafted by the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL, as you and I know it, uh, the Boston Breakers, in January of 2015. So, I mean, and now I believe she's a lawyer or something, you know, doing nothing, truly. Yeah, yeah. What is she slacking off now? Had that workout, suddenly she just did nothing. In the broadcast booth. And I must add, natural, natural color commentator next to Andrew Harvey, another one of our good friends. I This is so well-deserving. You know, uh, Stephanie's been – it's amazing talking to her. I obviously didn't know her as much when she was playing, if at all. But she has been, you know, a gym to add to the broadcast crew uh, for soccer. Her knowledge of the sport is so vast. I believe she played uh, over in Europe as well. She had a pretty good career over there after uh, leaving the Boston Breakers. So, again – Big congratulations to uh, Verdoya. But then Bjornathan from the men's side. He led Seattle U to a WAC regular season and tournament championship in 2013 and 2015. The team advanced the second round of the NCAA tournament both seasons, picking up wins over Creighton and UCLA. No chump programs there. Bjornathan made an immediate impact on the program, capping his freshman season by being named 2013 WAC Freshman of the Year. Second team all WAC in the NSCAA second team all West region. He went on to be named a two time WAC defensive player of the year in 2015 and 16, three time first team all WAC 14, 15, and 16, and three time WAC all tournament team selection 13, 14, 15. Bjornathan became the third player in program history to be picked up in the MLS Super Draft, selected by yours and I's truly Seattle Sounders in the fourth round of the 2017 draft. He went on to compete in the USL sides, including Portland Timbers 2, not so happy about that, Toronto FC 2, <laughs> FC Tucson, and most recently, Phoenix Rising. Um, so you want to talk about two deserving uh, soccer players, Did you just take a shot at the Timbers? No, I've never been known to do that. Wow. Um, I didn't say anything about Toronto FC either. So wow. That cancels it out. Um so two, but you two, got the pom poms from two, the Minnesota. Two, two deserve. We're not talking about Minnesota's not in this. I don't believe this script for today. So oh, all right, uh, I snuck in Norway somehow. I did. Yeah, yeah, you it. did. <laughs> but uh, congratulations again to uh, both Vidoya and Bjornathan, Both very deserving. It's going to be amazing to see them inducted on February tenth of twenty twenty three. You know, it, it's amazing how many athletes we have waiting to. There's another footballer that you and I know that used to go here that I'm sure is in line to eventually be inducted. But these two definitely uh, well-deserving. No, you told uh, me I'm not allowed to wave my pom-poms or sounders <laughs> or whatever. I, I did not. So I'm not going to talk about the other one. But um, I would say, just to add, that as much as uh, the countdown is on, actually, you know, it, it really is. Uh, it'll officially end, I think, next week. And it'll start next week. What am I talking about? If we're speaking soccer and we're talking exactly <laughs> and we're talking about the count. Countdown. Oh, something twenty six something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, it's, the it's host and uh, so, so and, and this is rich, fertile soccer breeding. Does you're really? talking I about? Didn't know that. Ah, I didn't know there time. you go. Yeah, you want to talk about your guy? <laughs> I've already started my campaign. Norway twenty twenty six. Everybody who knows me, Erling Holland. Not a chance. Norway gonna Not shock the world in twenty twenty six. Not a chance. Um, <laughs> kid, congratulations to the new inductees of the Hall of Fame here at Seattle University. Back to the hardwood after going to the pool into the pitch. Women's basketball. It has been not pretty so far record-wise. They dropped a result to CSUN 97-90 high scoring affair. You don't get that high usually, especially two evenly matched teams like that. Two teams, they were both winless going into that game, so something had to give. Uh, CSUN and the Matadors came away with the win. 
And that was despite career nights from Irina Kurilenko and Peyton Howard. The Red Hawks dropped their eighth straight game to start the 22-23 season. Again, this was a team that was projected to come in last in the whack, And, you know, it was a lot of transfers, a lot of new players, a lot of freshmen, and a lot of young transfers. And, you know, so a lot of questions about this team and finishing off games. And Susie Barkham has talked about that, situational basketball. They will play solid for three minutes and then – or, excuse me, three quarters. And then there's going to just – all season, there's been one quarter that's been their Achilles heel that they, you know, they just lose the entire game in that one quarter – well, we we've talked about it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 and what we've talked about for here and some of the games we go to, and anyone that knows sports is winning is a learned habit. Yep. You have to learn how to win, and we see that even with these people, these uh, footballers that are across the lake over there. You know what I'm saying? Is finishing off games. It just doesn't. It, it just doesn't happen. You really have to learn, and that is the possessions, and you know, and and when do you pass, and when are you aggressive, and those yep. kind of things. And a team like, you know, like Seattle, you, I mean, you know, in that game, they had new season best in field goal percentage, right, and then points ninety, and they made three third, you know, so so that that's at least you've got part of the equation ready. Yep. That is the ability to score. Now to finish games, can you play the defense? Can you shut down the opposition? So you know what? It it, it will come. And it, it, I agree. I, yeah, it will come. Yeah, yeah. Um, talked about Kurlinko and Howard. Kurlinko scored a career-high 19 points with five made threes. She's from Redmond. So I'm going to shout her out. Howard also had a career-high of 18, and those two really did spark that comeback in the fourth quarter. A press was put on, and they kind of discombobulated CSUN and really made a run. Um and they dropped 39 points in the fourth quarter after trailing uh, 22 heading into the fourth. Wow. So you think, oh, okay, maybe you know they pulled <laughs> off the win, but still, CSUN kept scoring. And they had uh, sisters, actually, the Armisen sisters, I believe one had 30. So, I mean, it was it was hard to keep up in a shootout. And talking with Susie Barkham after the game, and, you know, it's, hey, is there a consolation that, hey, our defense stepped up in the fourth, and we scored a lot, and then, of course, she gives me the side eye, like, yeah, not for me. We're still zero and eight, so it's still it's still there that fire to want to win. I don't think you're at the division one level. There's not consolation prizes. There's no you know, hey, we showed improvement. But the smiles, I, yes, yes, but yes. But you got to know as a coach, the well, record at the end of the coach day, speak is different. It is different. Yeah, but usually, coach yeah. speak sweetens it up to the press. Not to be blunt, we didn't win despite a thirty nine point. Well, she's a veteran coach. She's been she around, is, yeah. you know, and she's so she's not gonna. No, she's not gonna sugarcoat it. anything. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She knows will, how to build a. Wins program. will come when the chemistry comes. Again, this is a young team. I'm not making excuses. It's a young team. Give it some time. You know, it, no one project. No one predicted zero and eight. They've also played extremely hard schedule. They've played Oregon, Oregon State, Washington. You know, CSUN coming in with the only. You know, they didn't have a win, but there was still a tough matchup. Clearly. You know, so it, it will come. come but, but to your point, you know, Coach Parker, she, she's not saying, hey, like you said, you know, her expectation is win now, yeah. not win. And that's that's yeah. absolutely right. And, and and that's how you you elevate the best out of your players. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, in a, another state that I hold dearly, men's basketball traveled and took down the Fighting Hawks in dramatic fashion, 80 to 78. And uh, this one was a sweet one for me for many reasons, for multiple reasons. But uh, let's just get into the facts before we break it down. Red Hawks trailed by 17 at halftime. 
again, I was broadcasting the women's game and yeah, I checked it. I was like, oh, wow, down 17. You didn't cross that's reference. Not, that's not great <laughs> to North Dakota. Uh, and they were trailing at F, shooting just 28% compared to North Dakota shooting 46%. Not easy to not trail by double digits with that shooting, shooting disparity. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. not great. Um, but coming out of the half, Coach Vic said, you know, there was a, it was, the emphasis was on defense and picking that up. And they did just that. They had a new defensive identity coming out of the break, cut the game down to single digits, opening with a 12-4 run out of halftime. Then after completing the comeback and holding a three-point lead in the final seconds of regulation, of course, North Dakota hit a three to send the game to overtime. All mm. right, we're in mm. overtime. New game, 0-0, right? Well, <laughs> after another three ball from the Fighting Hawks, tied the game up at 78 with 37 seconds. So once again, the Red Hawks had a three-point lead <laughs> late, late in the game. In reg- or not in regulation, in overtime now. The Red Hawks pulled off a very dramatic, very dramatic win. And uh, I'll, uh, instead of explaining it. Do we, do we have the call? Yeah, we have the call. Oh, Come on, this is a yeah. professional radio. Oh, indeed. This is a professional Oh, absolutely. Thing. So. We'll, well we have it professional over. audio anyways. I don't know about the host, but anyways. We'll throw it over uh, to Midco and Brian Shaw, a guy I know very well from over there in North Dakota, uh, with his call of the final play of that game. Pull up three for the win. No! Schumacher at the buzzer. Yes! And you heard there that original miss was uh, Cam Tyson trying to put it away straight on from three-point land, hits the front iron. Schumacher caught that rebound, fading away back to the basket, turns around, faces the basket in midair, throws it up, knocks it down, and uh, gets a very big win over in North Dakota. So happy about that. They were the rivals, obviously, of me in college. So I'm happy about that. So thank you, Red Ox, for pulling that one off. Give, um, that an, give the announcer credit. Brian, I mean, Brian Shaw's an absolute professional. He He's, was, but it, it it did get the better of himself because after the, the game, it was silence. Yeah, you got to hear the tears of the fighting Hawks hitting the floor. Mo. As uh, Schumacher knocks it down, right. so congratulations, crickets. After. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Cameron Tyson, despite missing the game winner, uh, he finished with the team high twenty four points, including four threes. Kobe Williamson is the unsung hero. He had a big three that really changed the dynamic of that game and really gave the Red Hawks life late in the game. He had a career high fifteen points on five of six shooting and three of three free throws. Good job from the big Aussie. Riley Grigsby added 13 points, and Brenton Chatfield had 10, including a 6-for-6 six six performance from the free throw line. I loved Brenton all season. I think he's really coming to his own. He's hitting threes. He's playing to his size. He's been a great post player. Schumacher finished with six points, but hit the game winner. <laughs> so he had four points. The one that you counts. Could, you could say, hey, I'm not warm at that point. You know, I'm not Cameron coming off 24. But shoot a shoot, and clutch players, you know, ice in the vein. Shoe knocked it down, and you know that was it. Well, Russ, what would you say is the identity of this team, just in terms of you know this game? I mean, what did the coach say in terms of you know about this game, the character? Good setup. We have the post game interview right oh. here with Brian Shaw and Mitko. Then we cue that up. First time your team had played in ten days. What a way to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, we've been talking about it all week. We looking at this game for ten days. We knew how hard it is to win here. We knew how talented this team was. I'm sure they were glad to be home, playing in front of their home crowd. And they come out and 
punched us in the face in the first half, and we weren't ready for it. But, you know, the way we fought, the way we stayed together, um, just a, a great win, a great team win for our program, and I think we got better. Coach, what specifically did you discuss at halftime that really allowed you to turn things around? You know, for us, it was just playing with confidence and being aggressive on defense. Our, uh, our ball pressure in the first half was terrible. Um, we, weren't, we, we weren't being us. And, um, you know, we allowed them to be comfortable, and they were making shots. I think it was 6 for 10 from 3 in the first half. And we couldn't make one, and that affected our defense even more. So just getting back to being us, competing, um, and just playing who we are and seeing what we can do in the last 20. That was a fun game, Coach. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. We know you got a couple games before it, but we'll be thinking about you when you head to Hawaii that coming up for one. Christmas. Yeah. So enjoy your time there. We'll be thinking about you here. Thanks, fellas. Really right. appreciate it. Wait, what? Why are you so confused? The, the Hawaii? Yeah, you know they're going to Hawaii. Oh, I did. That's right. Yeah, look at you. I, I, was, I, was, wait, I was waiting the for the ticket. Thing, I was waiting for the ticket. You, <laughs> me too. If, if you were looking at the... Alumni <laughs> cruise trip, come on. If, uh, the funniest thing about that when they were talking to Coach Vic and saying, hey, we're, I don't think it quite clicked what they were trying to say because Chris didn't get the humor of like... Right. Oh, yeah. Be, well, he's coach. North he's, Dakota broadcasters talking about, hey, we'll be thinking about you while you're in Hawaii. Exactly. Um, but cool. there is a couple games. We'll talk about that in the next segment coming up. But yeah, it's, it is what is the identity of this team? Because Maz right now, they are 7-1 and one for the first time since 6 7 That's when they were a Division two program. So this is a historic start coming off a historic season. You take away the one game that everybody's going to talk about. You know, this is an undefeated team winning blowouts, shown several times they can come back against tough teams. Portland nearly knocked off, what, the number one team in the nation. That's a good win. Fought That's a, a lot against the, in the Phil Knight the Classic. They mm-hmm. also lost to North Dakota State, whatever. Um, <laughs> they took down Portland State, who has beat Oregon State twice. You know, they were up at the half against Washington. Second half will skip. They have shown that they can win in a bunch of different ways. They also shown they're prone to get down big at times and necessarily drop off in intensity, whether it's start the game not well or finish the game not well. But they pull out wins, and sometimes just getting the win shows you're a good team. You know, if you just blow everybody out, I don't think that battle tests you for later in the season, especially conference play. Sometimes you got to learn how to win close games. Is that buzzer beater going to go in every time from Shu? No, but it was also a tie game. It would have been another overtime. But I'm saying they've shown they can win multiple ways. They've shown the pressure doesn't phase them, and they know how to pull things out. I I, I think to uh, Coach's point in terms of uh, you know his one comment was this was a big win for the program. Yeah, I think if you really you know Coach speak what that saying is that in the development of the overall in terms of. Uh, you know their the, the mental toughness, and like you said, whether it's 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 a blowout or close game, but I, I'm really really interested to see the mental where the mental you know fortitude of this team is, given who they play next, and given who their one loss was, because yep. really against against the Huskies, if we go back, right, that you know. Down in the this, the second half of the second half, if you will, yep. right? They they really just missed shots. It wasn't that they didn't have yeah. them. I think the zone is just yeah, it's yeah. The Achilles heel of the program at the moment. You know, so I think we've talked about it. You know, in the office, 
Sometimes you can be the better team, but it's just a, not a good matchup. And right, right. I think that matchup with you-know-who is just not a great matchup but for Russell, how this team is constructed. That doesn't mean this team isn't constructed well. It just right. means that might be the one heel. But but then at what point do you, because in that first half, right, the matchup was fine. Well, they've led a couple times that happened. Absolutely. So, so yeah, then it yeah. becomes, okay, can you get over this mental block, right? Yep. In terms of, are you sure those are the bugaboo and teams? And I'll, I'll say they started the second half very well. Yeah, they really they did. did. They started the second half well, and it just cooled off. So, But, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's that belief. And yep. I think that's, that's you know, uh, you know, forget what conference that team you're playing is, yep. is in. You know what 100%, I mean? 100%, which is so, what they got to do this week. That's right. But, uh, again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But coming up next, we got the birthday boy in the house, Mr. Shay Riley Ooh. from Jamaica. He's going to come on and talk to us about growing up in Jamaica, you know, his Rastamon. growing up and all that. He's absolute energetic presence on this team. He's an awesome guy to sit down and talk to. Just happens to be his birthday when we're doing this. You know, that worked out perfectly. But uh, a great guy who I'm very excited to help tell his story to all y'all tuning in and uh, listening here on KXSU. So without any further ado, we'll head to commercial and bring Mr. Riley on. You listen to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station, 102.1 FM, KXSU. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. Honey Hole Sandwiches is a proud supporter of Seattle U Athletics. Honey Hole Sandwiches offers roasted meats, house sauces, and lots of veggie options. More information is available at thehoneyhole.com. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Kells Irish Pub and Brewery is a proud supporter of Red Hawk Athletics. Kells brings the traditions and culture of the Glens of Antrim to Seattle and offers a truly authentic Irish experience. More information at kellsirish.com. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. And welcome into another Red Hawk Report. We're joined by Shea Riley of Men's Basketball. Shea, thanks for uh, hopping on the show today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Happy to be here. Definitely. And being here is a good way to start this one. Born in Jamaica, what, settled in Portland, mm-hmm. City College San Francisco, yep. now Seattle U. Tell us a little bit about that journey from Jamaica, now on the campus of Seattle U. Man, long one, man. So I was born and raised in Jamaica, and then um, about like 14 or so, I came to the States and I moved to uh, Portland, Oregon. And then um, I picked up basketball, like, kind of late, you know, like, maybe, like, 16, 17. Started hooping in high school, and I just fell in love with it. And then um, that's kind of what took me to all these other places, from Portland, went to San Francisco to go Juco, played with uh, my boy Mech, and then who was on the team last year, DT, Nate, Kyrie Brown, all those dudes um, at City College of San Francisco. And then, um, yeah, I got picked up by Seattle, so super happy to be here, having a great time. We're having a, having a great season. Looking forward to big things. Was that a culture change going from Jamaica to now the Northwest in Portland or Seattle? 
Oh man, like crazy. <laughs> I mean, Jamaica, it's like whole different culture. The language is different. The people are all different. So coming to the States was really like a big culture shock for me. But um, I got acclimated pretty easy and made like some good friends and stuff. So it hasn't been too rough or anything. And I've been here so long, I'm just used to it now, you know. Weather doesn't bother you? Oh, no, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does for sure. No, I hate the cold, man. All this snow and the 30 degree weather, I'm not feeling it at all. I'm excited for our trip down to Hawaii, go get some yeah, sun <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, I miss the sun like crazy, man. You talked about getting to basketball late, Jamaica not known necessarily a basketball hotbed. Was there another sport that you got into when you were young? Um, yeah, in Jamaica, we used to, everybody run track and everybody play football or soccer. And then um, some people play like cricket too. So we used to like crumple up a little like newspaper or whatever we could find and try to play cricket with it. And then we play soccer all the time with my friends and stuff and run track. I think that's really where I got like a lot of my athleticism was just running track and stuff and just playing outside as a kid. Was that your original dream, be a track athlete, or did you have one as a kid that you're like, oh, I want to do this when I grow up? Man, I wanted to be a fisherman. <laughs> I wanted to be a fisherman. <laughs> yeah, no, I had no real like aspirations to be a, a, a athlete as a young kid. And then, like, came to the States and figured out, like, oh, there's this whole lane to get your college paid for, you know, to maybe make some money off the sports. So I was like, oh, let me really lean in and um, dig into sports for real. Was there, was there an exact moment where you picked up the basketball, like, whoa, I'm good at this, or I have that natural talent, or did it come, you know, <laughs> at, at the time? Or what, when was it? No, that? absolutely <laughs> not. No, I was very untalented. Anybody would tell you. I couldn't. My coach, my first coach was like, man, you can't walk and chew gum. I was very uncoordinated and just very bad at sport. But I'm so competitive in my nature that I was like, man, I want to be better than all my friends. So, like, I was just in the gym just getting it, just grinding, lifting weights, just, like, really trying to be better than all the people that was around me. And um, I think that just that competitive nature just made me, like, um, really improve quickly and start to, like, you know, catch up. I still got a lot of room to go, but I'm slowly trying to, like, catch up and then surpass people in this sport. You talked about that City College of San Francisco connection that you and Mech, obviously, Darion Trammell, Kyrie Brown. Mm -hmm. You were on those teams that COVID year that got cut short. Uh, yeah. Last chance, you. I'm sure you've watched the, the basketball edition. Mm -hmm. And what was it like playing for City College San Francisco powerhouse at that level in those years you spent together with them down there? Man, that was a blast. We had so much fun on that team. I mean, um, a lot of times, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's a transitional step. Everyone's trying to, you know, get to the next level or get recruited or whatnot. But really just like um, sitting in a moment and um, appreciating that for what it was, just like getting to create like a brotherhood with these guys, build really solid relationships, and then just have a lot of success. Like, I feel like that team would have definitely won a championship. We had so much talent, and, um, and it's sad it got cut short, but you can't take away, like, the relationships that were formed and all the good times we had that year. So I'm still grateful for it. Was that a big recruitment coming here, knowing that you had Mech here? The coaching staff obviously had a connection with City College. Was that kind of like a clear path, or, you know, were there other options that you were kind of looking at? Um, yeah, there are a few other options. I think having Mech here and having all the other guys tell me, like, oh, it's a good place to be, like, coaching staff is real solid and they treat you well, was definitely the biggest pull. And then when I came here, I just really felt at home. I felt like everyone welcomed me with open arms. And I really, um, I really enjoyed my experience on that visit and just on um, the coaches, like, the relationship that we had was really solid. So that's why I decided to settle down in Seattle. And now that you are here, obviously off to a great season, you know, one of the best starts in program history. Mm -hmm. What's it been like now playing? at the Division One level competing with these Red Hawks? Man, it's a lot of fun, man, to um, be able to win these games. And, um, you know, these close games, uh, we just really dig in and, and like, lean into each other. And, and we just we're pulling out some close games. And I'm, I'm having a lot of fun here. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. 
post basketball, post college, entrepreneurship, I believe, strategic communications yeah. major, want to go into that. Is there a goal after? Is there something you really had your mindset on as of late? Mm. Not really. Yeah, I know I'm eight. very, I'm very into business, and I'm very into um, like investing and just financial literacy. I know for sure I want to be like financially free and not have to work um, for the rest of my life. So, just making sure I, I make the best moves with my money, make smart investments, um, and then just continue to invest in myself to you know just build up my business acumen and and other things of that nature. So yeah, that's it. Also heard through the grapevine modeling career is that? Oh yeah. Is, what's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, some of my teammates give me a hard time for that. But, uh, yeah, man. I've done um, a fair amount of modeling. I started modeling when I was like 18. And I've done Nike, Adidas, Jordan, Reebok, Under Armour, like all these um, sports companies, and it's just a really good side hustle. And um, so I've made um, some money with it and made a lot of good connections with that as well. So. That's yeah. not something you want to pursue more, or is that just it's, it's kind of impossible side hustle? with our with our schedule? Our schedule yeah. is kind of crazy, so so it's kind of like really hard unless you know we get an off day and a job happens to fall right. on that day. But um, definitely during the off season, I'm planning on leaning into that more. I definitely want to like travel, you know, like overseas and do that, and maybe to New York, places like L.A. and um, kind of dig into that more. But um, it's it's hard with the scheduling. We'll get you out of here with a couple of fun questions. First one. Yeah. Pre-game, whether home or away, what's that pre-game preparation, meal, hype music? You know, what gets you in the zone ready for tip-off? Pre-game, that's a good one. Um, it's pretty consistent. I need a nap and I need some good eats, probably like some pasta and stuff, a lot of carbs, protein. Um, my music, oh, man, I got all kind of music. Some days I got to relax, so I got to listen to a little R&B, you know what I mean? And the other days I got to turn up, I got to listen to like some little Baby. Okay. Some 21, some Drake. Um, yeah. I really I really like the like the hype music and, and the music gets me going before games for real. Is there a difference between playing, you know, on the road at home? Is there a different routine? Is it more, you know, chill on the road? Could you come for a hostile crowd, you know, or hype at home? Is there mm. any difference between that? Mm. I wouldn't say so. It just depends on the day how I'm feeling. Okay. How I'm feeling that day, if I'm going to go with the little R&B slow jams or I'm going to go with the little turned up music, you know? Okay. All right. Yeah. appreciate that. When it comes to your teammates, mm. you know, got a lot of characters, a lot of, you know, <laughs> fun moments. Yeah. Who would you say is the funniest one on the team? Who makes you laugh instantly? You know, who gets you into that good mood? Man, we got so many funny dudes, man. We got so many funny dudes. Man. I would say Cam, okay. one of the funniest dudes. Yeah. I got to rail off a little list here. Mech, <laughs> hella funny. Shoe, Shoe is definitely up there. And then Jello, man. Jello, always be having jokes in the bus all, all the time, just having jokes. So we got a lot of funny dudes, man. That's why it's, it's such a fun squad to be a part of. Also had the chance to travel down to Portland. Sounds like Uno's a pretty big thing on the team. Oh, or yeah. <laughs> I don't really get into that, man, because I feel like – Sounds like it was getting pretty intense yeah, with the Uno. Yeah, getting too intense with the Uno on a bus, man. I don't really get into the Uno thing. No? Nah. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Next question, talked about funny. Who do you think is the player that doesn't get enough recognition on the team? Someone that you personally like to look at and say, oh, man, he deserves more of a spotlight. Recognition? Hmm. I think that's a hard one because it's like, 
within our team, we're all very appreciative right. of every person down the roster and the staff. Like we always show gratitude for like everyone and what whatever they do and whatever their role is. I feel like people don't recognize though, like the outside, like they don't recognize how good Mech is. Yeah. And what Mech brings to the That's table. Yeah. Um just maybe because he's not scoring a ball, people might not recognize that like he's a crazy distributor, crazy playmaker, like crazy high IQ and a solid defender. Do like six five, six, six, like guarding, you know, seven footers yep. and banging with him. So just um I feel like he kinda get like the <laughs> I would compare like kinda like Draymond Green. Like she would hate on Draymond Green. That's so what I always much, say. Yep. But yeah. like without Draymond, like the Warriors is not gonna be 100%. good. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, I got a really big appreciation for like glue guys and dudes that do everything else except, you know, not just score the ball. But yeah. All right, every person we've had from men's basketball on this show, we've ended with this question. So right. I'd like to see, because now you're new this year, so let's see. Mm-hmm. Coaching staff, game of 21, who's coming out? Who's game getting that 21. win? What you mean, like me versus them? No, 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 just the coaches, just the coaches, all playing 21. Hmm. The best coach. Even like assistant, like like uh yeah anybody anybody on the coaching staff that's tough non player tough. You know, I really want to give it to Prib. I think Prib is cold. I think it's the first one we've got. Prib, okay, All but right. Mo, okay, Mo, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. Me and Mo be going back and forth in ones. He be he be giving me the work in ones. I'm not even gonna lie. So I think I'll say Mo. I'll say he's the closest to last touching the court, right? Being a player, so yeah, yeah exactly, he's close, yeah, yeah. But if if it wasn't Mo, I'd probably say. Prib, man. Prib got some game. Prib got some game. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shout out Coach Prib. All right. Well, Shay, we appreciate you hopping on the All show right, today. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate yeah. it, Shay. Thanks. Thanks. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. Honey Hole Sandwiches is a proud supporter of Seattle U Athletics. Honey Hole Sandwiches offers roasted meats, house sauces, and lots of veggie options. More information is available at thehoneyhole.com. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Ethan Stoll restaurants are proud supporters of Seattle U Athletics. Ethan Stoll restaurants are about simple recipes and rich flavors. Locally sourced, fresh ingredients married with unfussy, attentive service. More information at ethanstollrestaurants.com. This is Hezekiah Goodwin with Men's Cross Country, and you're listening to the Red Hot Report. A big thank you to the birthday boy, Shay Riley, for hopping on and uh, chatting with us there. And uh, obviously, they're riding high right now. Only one loss on the season. Continue to roll. Continue to get big dubs. So, again, happy birthday to number 23. Yeah, vibration. And I believe it is also uh, Emeka Udini and Matthew Levis's birthday, if I saw Goodness. that correctly. Three birthdays, same day for uh, men's basketball. Um, so it's a, it's a popular day. Uh, so shout out, obviously, to Mech. We love Mech here. Matthew Levis, big shout out to you, man. So 
the trio birthdays on Double Dozen Day, 12 we 12 like here. birthdays. Yeah, it's yeah, your birthday. So, hey. uh, big shout out to all the birthdays today. Big shout out to Shay for hopping on the show. Uh, I did like that he said he played cricket <laughs> growing mm. up more, you know. Mm. He said they rolled up pieces of paper and <laughs> played cricket. I, I I didn't know that about Jamaica. I didn't know that was, it was big. big cricket. Oh, I, I, it's big. You know, it's big. Uh, um, Sri Lanka, I obviously knew track. I Zimbabwe. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those uh, countries over there. Over there as in terms of Europe. The Caribbean. And then says, Caribbean. Yep. And then you also the Asian countries. It's huge. Yep. And I, I brought up... Uh, Zimbabwe as well because uh, below South Africa, huge, huge cricket, huge. West Indies is we're talking about, huge. Yeah, definitely. And actually, uh, Shay disliked our tweet about uh, the Red Hawk Award. So ah, <laughs> hopefully, he's tuning in today. If you're if you're tuning in, what? Shay, what's up, man? Uh, I mean, like great, that. great time to chat. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, well, let's look at the week ahead now. Um, it's now time to preview the week ahead, brought to you by Kells Irish Pub. Kells is currently running a promotion that if you wear any SU apparel or show at a Seattle UID, you get happy hour pricing throughout the day. Located in historic Post Alley, if you can't go to Ireland, go to Kells. Speaking of, yeah, I know, I'm interrupted here. No, but go ahead. Yeah, what... Speaking of happy hour, where's your guy? Don't don't. Where is Rudy? he? Yeah, I, I don't even start. Where's the Rudy, Rudy sighting? Because remember, it's they the had holidays. The... He's trying to be festive, and you're trying to draw him down right now. Oh, does he have a I... holiday outfit on? Yeah, I'm gonna I sneak heard we might up have on a Grinch sighting. So we're gonna just mess with. He Rudy. is the Grinch, he as far as I Grinch. He, he is the Grinch. Grinch. He's, I'm red. he's a big red guy. Oh. And he's gonna have a hat. He's the he's he's not the one with the reindeers and the. I'm just saying, he's more than one. He's stealing the presents. Yeah, no. Uh, to give to the kids. No, he's not. He's I, I shouldn't slander him like that because you know what? Actually, I, I love mascots and he's one of my favorite mascots. Are and you sure? Yes, I'm saying this to challenge him to come on the air. I so try. I want to get thing. Rudy. I want to get Rudy to come into the studio. So I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stay on the Rudy, uh, Rudy the Red Hawk uh, kind of uh, bring him out. So that is really part of my mantras here. All right, man. I, you, you can hit up. He has a social media account. You can hit him up, man. Send I him see him. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he was hobnobbing with the new uh, Kraken. Uh, gritty, yeah. yeah like, gr- what like the gritty? heck? I like Gritty. No, yeah, absolutely. Don't, I don't want to hear any. Okay, good. No, no, no. No Gritty slander on KXSU's airwaves. No, no, we can You don't even uh, slander Rudy. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, so it's all about basketball the week ahead for the Red Hawks. Um, as women have one home game and the men split a pair between Corvallis and Seattle. Um, they'll all kick off on Tuesday. The Gleasons return um, back to Seattle as they return mm. to the Red Hawk, uh, Red Hawk Center as the Eastern Washington Eagles fly in to face the Red Hawks on Tuesday. The Gleasons were on the coaching staff when the Red Hawks clinched the WAC title in 2018 and went on to the NCAA tournament that year. So little, you know, good little added to that game. Tip off from the Red Hawk Center is set for 6 p.m. and will be broadcasted live on ESPN+. Obviously... Good opportunity to get your first win of the season against an in-state rival. Two Red Birds going at each other, Eagles, Red Hawks. Good opportunity. Good and we opportunity. talked about it just in terms of learning how to win. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so this is their chance. It just to takes one your first win once you get that under your belt. Absolutely, things start to fall. Thursday, men's basketball heads south to battle the Beavers on Thursday in Corvallis. Red Hawks look to have their first eight one start. We talked about their first seven one. They're already there since oh six oh seven. If they win, take down the Beavers. They'd be eight one for the first time since. <clears throat> 66 67. <laughs> Easy now. Easy. Um, when they ended up 18 and 8 and made the NCAA tournament, one oh, of 11 yeah. NCAA 
tournament appearances between the 50s and 60s. Um, so you want to talk about the glory days. Back to the future? It's been back to the far past. I think you were in high school that year, so I... <laughs> I was, I, was, I was six years yeah, old. And yeah, you probably you're probably tuning in. You know, I was a wee lad. I was yeah. a wee lad. <laughs> the Beavers <laughs> will be a tough team to figure out. They have lost twice to Portland State, who the Red Ox beat here at the Red Ox Center, but they also beat Washington. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a you can't look at because of this, therefore this. You got to really go after them, and they have height. They have length. They're a Pac-12 team. Obviously, that historic run a couple years ago when they won the Pac-12 as, a, I think, the bottom seed in that whatever it was that year. Um, it'd be interesting down there at Guild Coliseum. You and I went down to Corvallis a couple years ago. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Best but, Pac-12 city and whatever. But, but go Russ, ahead. if I can just jump in. I mean, I think that we were we kind of alluded to this in the previous segment, right? Like, you said all those things in terms of, you know, they passed uh, Oregon State, that is, right? They made that title run and... You know, they're tall and everything else. But really, what's in front of you, right? The Pac-12 yeah. team. No. What you're playing is a basketball team that's lost two in a row, right? Four and six overall. And so if you can concentrate on that, and that's, I think, talking about the mental fortitude, you know, just concentrate on the team that's ahead of you. you got a great chance to go 8-1. and one. Yep. I agree. And that game will be broadcast right here on KXSU. I'll be on the call for that one. The pregame starting at 7-15, so tune in. For that one, men's basketball wraps up the weekend as well. On Sunday, men's basketball will play host to Alcorn State as the Braves come back to Seattle on Sunday. Last season, of course, that was the first game of the season. Took a last-second buzzer beater by Cam Tyson. You know, I talked about where my voice cracked and people made fun of me. Um, he'll try to beat Alcorn State. I got a lot of hits. Hold second. on. That was a good call. That was a good call until I sounded like that for a second. <laughs> uh, um, so if it comes down to that moment, I'll be sure to have a throat lozenge or, you know, hopefully finish my puberty, clear that and go through in that game. One door, um, you, won't go, you won't go down to that. No. Hit the three. I'm going to have to, you know, say it with your chest. Tip off is scheduled for 3 p.m. and can be heard right here on KXSU. AJ Cannell will be back in studio, or not in studio, back on the radio waves for that one, mm. and then obviously on ESPN Plus as well. So uh, it's all on the hardwood this weekend um, and week, obviously. So it's it's a chance for the women to get the first win, chance for win, uh, men to make history as they continue to make history, it seems like, as Chris Victor slash Victory continues to put up dubs. You this bang. team continues to win. You gave and, him that uh, name. You know, it's it's you know, it's been a pleasure watching that team grow and him really start to create an identity here on Capitol Hill for some uh, good basketball. Uh, he's a good coach. Yeah. I like I you know, I like his demeanor. I really do. No nonsense and believes in his players, but has high expectations. Yep, yep. High and expectations. Like I said he's you see him go up and down, but still very close to even, you know, demeanor. And he's well, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Yeah, you know, he practices with those players all the time. So yep. good coaches know how to kind of elevate their tone and tenor in a way that gets the players up. Now, you're yep. not demeaning them, but just you know, I mean, you see that with all the great coaches. Yep, hundred percent. Uh, well, Moses, your first show back in a while. You know, it was, back in the saddle. Rusty at all, man? I gotta say, you're a professional. You just come in and. I'm riding. You dig into Mike Three right there, and you adjust it to your height, and you ready to man. go, man. You don't need. You forgot your laptop at home, doing everything on your phone, and still look at you, professional. Man, just you know some scribbles on a piece of paper. A pro. I'm a just pro's you know, pro. Adversity throws you know a curveball at you. You hit it out the park. I like that. 
<laughs> so, it's been fun. I'm so glad to be back, yeah. and uh, you know, it really, you know, this is such a one of my highlights every week to come here and you know talk Red Hawk sports. Stand out to like this is a blast. The best thing ever. Well, actually, this is our last show, folks. Full show before the new year. So right when you come back, we got to take a break. We will have interviews posted throughout the holiday break. We'll continue to bring in interviews. They will just be video interviews, much like the one with Shay will be posted on the website tomorrow. Those interviews will be posted as well on the website, on YouTube as well. But this will be the last uh, full episode of the Red Hawk Report until 2023. Wow. That's something, man. That's 2023 coming up. This will be the last episode. But the uh, next interview that we have coming up is uh, Kari Churchibo from women's basketball, former Nor- or former Norwegian, fellow Norwegian, but she was actually born there and can speak the language. And I tried uh, to say something in Norwegian. I tried to say good day in Norwegian, and she laughed. So I don't think that was a good start. Um, I need to keep practicing my Duolingo. But anyway, it was a, a good chance to catch up with her talk to see the difference much like jamaica doorway is not known for a basketball hotbed but uh talking with her and her norwegian national team experience and Great uh, playing Ooh, professionally as well so it's gonna be a good one that video will be posted next monday also have a game that week or that day so exciting times around here happy holidays to everybody we're not gonna see you till then so whatever holiday you do celebrate if you don't celebrate any tis the season whatever it may be enjoy stay safe stay warm We'll see you in the new year, Red Hawk fans. From Oz and myself signing off. See you in 2023. (laughs) Weird to say. As always, go Red Hawks. Have a safe night, everybody. Go Red Hawks.